0: Did you ever stop to think that maybe flying for birds isn't easy, but maybe it's more like a stout kid swimming, doggy paddling erratically, trying to make it to the edge of the pool? <laughs> um, here I am, I, am, I,
1: am, I, am, I am. He puts on a good show. <laughs> Wandering it's really weird, because I'm not really speaking to you in front of me, but I have to think of you in front of me, because if I don't, then I won't be able to speak to you. How you doing? Know? <laughs> you can be sober and still be happy.
0: Okay, we're doing it again. I'm 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 cooking uh, now. This time, I know last week I was cooking as well. Maybe we'll make that a new uh, part of the show. Uh, now this time, I'm I'm cooking chicken chicken in sort of a um, like a bourbon blanc sauce, but like a but like lemon instead of wine, instead of white wine, so you get your acid in there somehow. Um, but, uh, and ghee instead of butter, actually. Ghee is like the better butter, if you've not had ghee. It's the uh, secret of the East. So, I, and maybe it's bad for you. I don't know. I'm sure it is. But what I want to say is that I just went to a yoga class, and these motherfuckers think it's okay to just cancel this shit. I don't know what it's, it was. Is it Columbus Day? Where are we at? I thought, it, it, Don't they, didn't they quit celebrating Columbus Day when they when all the scandals came out and then the and once in the in the late 90s it was like mid 90s it was like oh no he's actually not so cool that guy here we go I'm throwing some onions in it's gonna it's gonna spatter it's gonna spatter a bit fear not I'm not gonna get to uh, do yoga today unfortunately I, I could do a different class but i, I but I'm just going to cut to the chase now and uh, say that I have Mark Maron on the show today. Uh, a real treat for me because if Adam Drucker was the guy that that uh, inspired me to start making music, Mark Maron was the guy that inspired me to start doing a, a podcast. You know, I, I found his podcast and uh, started listening to that, and and eventually felt like I needed to do my own. So, this is a very special show. It's a very special show. Uh, and I, I, I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna go straight to this intro that I did actually before I did the, the, uh, interview, because I, it's just palpable how nervous I am. You hear me, these, all these deep exhales, I keep doing all these deep exhales, like, uh, which is good, better than holding your breath, right? Uh, and, and just one note, when I got there to the office uh, where I was to interview Mark, um, he was in a meeting with all of the writers for his show, his IFC show Marin, and they were all sitting around a circle, as you see you know, on 30 Rock or whatever, around the table, that's what it was like, there's like 10, 10 fucking guys, Jewy looking guys, sitting around this table, Doing that. And I come in and you'll hear what, that, what happens there when we get to that point. Felt like an asshole. But he was totally cool. We got into it. At Yoni Wolf on Twitter. The Wandering Wolf Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you know, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, now let's go to me. Uh, a couple of months ago in a fancy hotel in downtown L.A. You
1: They're gonna be asking me questions.
0: It's it's exciting for me and it's nerve wracking. I just got I just tweeted, probably you know, maybe it's a little gauche, but I just tweeted to my followers, you know, what should I ask Mark Marin for the on this podcast or what should I what are the your burning questions for him and got a few responses back and he, you know, I don't think he was happy with that. He, so he tweets at me and he's like, How long is this going to take? You know, just like, in other words, it's a chore for him. He doesn't really want to do it, which may the case. He's probably right. I mean, you know, he's probably in the middle of writing and, and uh, whatever he's doing at his office, and then he's got to go do this. I'm sure he'd rather go home or whatever. Whatever the fuck. So, I'm getting picked up by a guy that I met on Twitter. I didn't have a ride to this situation, so I got on Twitter and uh, just asked if anybody could, could uh, give me a ride, and uh, this guy, Eric Stack, said he would do it. So, he's going to pick me up. Perhaps that's weird. But that's the new world You know, otherwise I'm paying $50 each way For a cab I just want to get into a free-flowing conversation And I I hope that he's willing to do that I hope he's not stiff and just like Yeah, what? What? What do you want? What? What do you want? Yeah, okay, yeah I was, you know I hope he's nice That's what I'm saying We'll see Perhaps I should have wore a hat. Nerves abound. How are you, You're Eric? Yeah,
2: Eric. Nice All to meet right. you, man. It's a pleasure. Nice to meet
0: you. I think we're on the 7th floor is what I read, which is weird because I was on the 7th floor of the hotel. Okay, Fran, Boulevard. Is it a, is, do you think that's a sign? Uh, it was, yesterday I was in the seventh floor, and today I'm in a seventh floor, and this is in the
2: seventh floor. Three sevens. Three sevens. It's like the 700 Club. That that's like, like isn't that like the true mark of the beast? Too? No, 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 that's the mark of God. The mark of God, thank you. Yeah, this is divine intervention. <laughs> no, this is good. All right, all right, we're on the right track then. All right. Wish all right. me luck, man. Yeah, good luck, bro.
0: Nothing much. How are you?
1: Good. Um,
0: you in the middle of something? Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. But it's alright. We can do it. I said I'd do it. We're gonna do
0: it. It's up to you, man. You, if you're if you're really in the middle of something, you, you no, feel no, like
1: doing
0: Just gotta figure out when. You,
1: you know, got What's your podcast called? Uh, the Wandering Wolf. The Wandering Wolf. Yeah. He's a, a hip hop artist. Can I call oh, you that? You can, you can say that. He's mm-hmm. sending yeah. his records. He has good records. <laughs> All right, so if you guys aren't here when I come out, I'll see you Monday. Have a good weekend. Right. Good I think we did good. Good yontif to you, too. Yep. We did good, right? Yeah. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. Did. Yeah. Great. All right. Nice to
0: meet you. Nice to meet you
1: guys. See you later.
0: Take care. You guys working on the uh, the show, the second yeah. season or something? Yeah.
1: How's that going? It's good, man. Got a lot of stories. Kind of worked out. It's just working out the stories. you got to figure out what the stories are. Are you? Are you? 13 of them. Okay. And the the first one was ten, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's a little more challenging because of the number of stories we have, and also the fact that yeah, you know, I don't want to. I want to make up some more. I want to make up more than I made up last time.
0: Sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the last one, the last season, a lot of the stories
1: seem to come from, like they coincided with stuff from the book, from or, my life. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's yeah. all pretty drawn from my life. This, I think, this season will be too. But you know, there are certain things that. Well, I mean, it's all—it's looking like a lot of it's still going to be based in my life, but certain um, dynamics, like the uh, the the relationship with the woman I'm with now, she wants a little more privacy. Yeah. So which I, I mean, it makes sense to me that someone yeah, would. Yeah. 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 So I got to honor that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. But, uh, so we'll just, uh, get her out. We'll get her out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll break up with somehow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the yeah. fictional one and try to hold on to the real one. Yeah. I'll yeah. break up with the fictional one in order to hold on. Exactly. To the real Isn't it ironic?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, do you, have you found often that, um, you've had issues with, and I have similar situations. I'm, I'm very from my life and my work. Right. And have you found that it's been, you've gotten in a lot of shit for it? From from different people you're close to. Yeah,
1: I mean, there's always that that issue of of you know what is private and what isn't, and the argument is it's like, well, you know, uh, to to audience it's just a, a bit, it's just a, you know they're not thinking it's real, but with a lot of my audience, you know, they know some of it's real. Yeah. But then, like a good you know, a lot of it wasn't real last last season. I mean. Some of the fights were real, and I guess some of the stories were real-ish. Yeah. But it's
0: still a fictionalization. Yeah, at some point, it is, it, real life is a jump-off point. Yeah, it's you,
1: heightened, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, but people now, for some reason, it's very hard for, uh, for people in general, it seems to really draw, you know, to find the line between reality and fiction. Yeah. I mean, like, some people are watching my show as a reality show. It's like... Right. It's not. It's a scripted show. It's not a reality show. Right. I mean, there's a lot of heart in it, and there's a lot of real stuff taken from real life, but it's still heightened. Right. I mean, what you're going to do in 22 minutes or what you're going to do in one joke about something from your life, is not really going to have the range of emotions or, sure. or even, you know, the intensity of what what the real event had.
0: Or... or- You'll have to add, you know, a, a quicker intensity or whatever it is. Yeah, to just like you guys tighten it up straight to the
1: point. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, that's the poetry of it. That's what we're all supposed to be doing. But I, I think that there's a demand for for some uh, authenticity, which I have no problem doing. But even yeah. like my father, who is hyper fictionalized uh, in the TV show, in the sense that you know there are some dynamics, there are some character traits. That are, are true to him, yeah. but I mean, it's the, the situation was not. But he got upset, right. and and the guy that the uh, you know the Eric Stoltz character, uh, the old buddy from high school. Yeah, I told the, that guy in real life that it was loosely based on him. He got upset. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that speaks to. I, I mean, do you know? I know that most people don't you know necessarily believe that. But but to, to that person it's, individually, it's
0: because the rest of it. Because it feels like your real life, even if, even if you know, obviously you're you're creating situations. Yeah. Right? But the, the, you know, the, the, I think the father character, from what I've you know read and and listened to on your podcast, he had enough traits like your father. You know, with the vitamins
1: and the things sure, like that, sure, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, uh, you know, but it's it, not an attack on my father, right? You see, at some point, you know, people have got to just shut up and, and you know let it be. Yeah, it's not like people are going to walk up to him and go, "Yeah, you're selling those vitamins out of boxes." I mean, right? It, I, maybe they will, but who, but who cares? How many people? I'm not a, you know, I'm not some sort of huge star, right? So you know, I, the real conversation becomes a, about you know w- what is it worth, you know, to uh, to sort of damage or strain relationships. Yeah. Uh, to create this fiction that is based, you know, firmly rooted in your real life, is it worth, you know, alienating those people to create the... Yeah, uh, you know, I even hesitate to call it art, but to express yourself in that way. I mean, I'm sort of an anomaly in that, you know, I, I do probably give too much information about myself, but I mean, that's... I'm the same way, man. And, yeah. and
0: honestly, for some reason, it's not ever become a real problem for me, like... I don't know, or maybe just people just sort of stay away from me and don't tell me that it's an issue. Well, I mean, you know? if you're
1: not pissing off your parents or your chick, I mean, right. you know, that, I mean, that's really the small circle. Sure, you, sure. you know, your friends, you know, it, it's going to affect you. I don't have a chick though, but that and,
0: and probably because of certain traits that I have that would lead me
1: to do that sort of thing and not right and with back. comics. though, it's always a, it's always going to be an issue. Yeah, I mean, it just always is. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to be doing either broad comedy about. Life That involves your life You know Depending on what kind of comedy you do You know uh, And given the comedy I do it, It's always been an issue It's like Is that about me? Right uh, Or don't Maybe you shouldn't talk about that Because right. I don't want people looking at me funny Right You know When we're out together They're sure. going to be looking at me funny Sure They're going to be asking me questions You know Was that you? Was that Was that? Did you really do that? Right I don't want to have to deal with that shit Right Right And you got to go like eh, Alright
0: And yeah Especially or if not you're, If you're making confessions Even about things that you might have done yeah, like, behind that person's back, so so to speak, you know, whether it happened
1: or oh, not. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, they're, they're the secret shows, you know, where you're trusting a room full of strangers in yeah. another town to do that mm-hmm. one joke that you really can't do on television or anywhere mm-hmm. else. So you want to get it out. Yeah. But even that now, it's like if somebody just sort of tweets it, that was really funny, that thing you did that you said that right. we shouldn't tell her. I'm like, is I right, can't yeah. trust you, random audience member. Yeah, yeah.
0: What Now, what do you think it is... In in uh, the the watching audience, you know, listeners, uh, I think all around, all across the board, that they they desire this thing that looks like reality, whether it's like we said, whether it's reality or not, reality type shows, or it's a well, new, I mean, it's a a relatively rea- new style, you know. Well, with- just
1: in what I'm doing, it seems like there is a slight shift in. In in some media You know Either people want Something authentic Or they want something To entertain them away From something And I I think there is A a strong craving Towards authenticity Yeah Uh, And I think that One of the reasons Why my podcast is is popular with the people it's popular with is that, you know, I am having genuine conversations. I'm yeah. having a genuine conversation with you. And that's compelling. Yeah. Uh, to some people, it's draining. Right. You know, I could see the argument for people listening to my show and going, geez, I mean, yeah, if I, you know, if I, if I want to eavesdrop on someone's uh, difficult conversation, right. you know, who wants to do that on my day off? What yeah. do I want to do that on the day to, on my uh, way to work for? You know, some people like goofy shit, they just want a few laughs. Yeah, or they just you know they sure. want it to be predictable. They want that character act like he always does, and this and, and I, you know, I can't begrudge people that. I mean, that's the nature of entertainment. I mean, I a lot of times you know, I have to ask myself, I, am I you know is this entertaining? Am I am I an entertainer or, or what am I doing? I, I mean, I'm offering up an awful lot of myself for entertainment. There's nothing easy about it, but. You know, I'm surprised that people like it uh, a lot of times. You know, I understand why they like it. And I'm glad it's compelling because I find it compelling. Yeah. I find my conversations with people are compelling when I'm in them. And that, you know, and that's the best I can do. But, you know, plenty of people just script, uh, you know, kind of, you know, carnival shows and vlog sure. shows and, and, and catchy things. You know, they... You know, cute things. I mean, you know, people. Some people use it differently. I, I think most people want to be entertained, so they don't have to think about shit or sure. they want some relief. But Whereas you've seen, I,
0: but you've seen success with with the, with the podcast and, and right, right. But that you know, says something else, you know. Right.
1: Well, I I mean, in the same way that I crave for connection, yeah, or that I, I want I want to be emotionally engaged in a conversation or uh, or or present for it. Uh, I think it makes you know people feel that way as well, and I think they feel that you know there, there's something about audio as well that's very there's an intimacy to yeah. it that you're not going to really be able to capture with a camera ever. Yeah, you know, unless it's like some sort of weird surveillance tape, <laughs> right, but even right. that just that that feels sorted. Yeah, I mean that's the thing about you know reality shows or you know hoarders or, or those type of shows. I mean reality shows. It's uh, that's a weird that means something else. Uh, yeah. But, you know, sort of documentary style shows that focus on, uh, you know, the sort of arc of, of problem sure. treatment. Gordon Ramsay. Uh, yeah, like yeah. that kind of stuff. I mean, even that's heightened. You know, on It's very hard not to manipulate it on television because yeah. it's like people don't behave the way you want them. You need to find a clear path through, you know, right. all this footage. Right. You know, so sometimes you're like... All right, so this is how you feel. I just needed you to say it like this when we're on camera. So already yes. it's one step removed away from yeah. that. Uh, so TV is definitely different. I mean, there are moments you see on TV, on YouTube, where, you know, captured moments that you can definitely feel when something has, you know, a tangible rawness or authenticity to it. And I think, a, a, you know, good creative people uh, can tap into that. You know, I think that, like, there... But sometimes it's, it's difficult to process, like, uh, you know, even like, you know, that last Fiona Apple record. Yeah. Uh, was, you know, it, it was like, it was difficult to it's, process. It's
0: hard to listen to. It's really good, but it's like... Right, you know yeah. it's genius. Yeah.
1: But you're like, I, I, I you know, I, I need to take a rest. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to need yeah. a nap. Yeah. A few songs into this. Even some of the stuff on that new uh, Queens of the Stone Age. I haven't heard that yet. Well, you know, where he's, you know, he's going to but you know, there's a vulnerability to it. Yeah. And, you know, part of our, our job as creatives... Or as creative people, I, you know, again, I, I just hesitate to use the word artists in general. You know, somehow you need to be able to put that out there in the world safely. Yeah. You, you need to be able to contextualize it. Well, I,
0: I think that word vulnerability that you said, uh, that's like, that's it, really.
1: Yeah, but, you know, sometimes, you know, when that connects with somebody, if you connect with that space in another person, you know... What is that experience they're going to have? And what is the experience you're really going to have? I mean, you don't want to put something out there that makes people concerned for you. Right. You know, and like, you know, Jesus, that was... I hope he's okay he used to do a joke like that. You know, some of you are going to enjoy my show. Some of you are going to leave thinking, uh, I hope he's okay. He seems to be having some trouble. Right. Uh, but, But I don't know. But... I've contextualized it in that I've spent you know half my life on stage talking about this stuff, so you know, I feel a certain safety in doing it. Yeah. So you shouldn't be that concerned, right. Unless I don't show up at the show or I start crying in the middle. But even then, the crying—that that, you know, I could probably handle that. That could be know, a part of it. Yeah, I'm yeah, I mean, just, yeah. yeah. I, I'm okay with that. I like things being very immediate like that. But I also understand the argument I've for like, on stage several times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's real, dude. Yeah, but it's not everybody's idea of an evening out. <laughs> You know? So it's just really a matter of what, you know, when there's no boundaries and, you know, people are into that, like, you know, I don't know where he's at. You know, I don't know what's going to happen. See, I dig that. But some people are like, you know, they want to be able to go, he puts on a good show. We saw it. Probably going to do the same one tonight. Hopefully it'll be as good as when we saw it. Go enjoy. And it's the whole idea of theater and plays and everything else. I imagine, you know, the first time somebody, you know, said, you know, you know, fuck this play, you know, let's just do something weird. And experimental, you know, was to was the realization that like, you know, there's only certain, there's only there's a lot of ways you can interpret this play, but the words are going to be what they're going to be. Right. So why don't we take it to another level and not really know what the hell is going to happen? Right. And and see how that plays. So you get that menace that that uh, you know transcends narrative or expectation of like I don't know. Yeah. Again, not everybody's like you know like I don't know. Do I want to buy a ticket for I don't know? Yeah, Yeah, maybe.
0: But I think for a lot of people, what makes it appealing you know that sort of thing appealing or maybe it's a smaller set it's more niche or whatever but like is is the fact that it is vulnerable you don't know if at any moment it could fall apart and fail i mean i think that's that's something that appeals to me is like this is someone putting themselves out there
1: right yeah you know and and i think that they have to trust you as an artist and they have to trust you as a person that does what you're doing. And, and I think that the, the, the effect of it, like, look, uh, like, uh, I'm perfectly willing to be jerked around by manipulative art. Right. Or, or not even art. You know, I, I don't mind being jerked around by a TV show. I mind, like, you know, if the, if the narrative is there, the arc is there, the story is there, and I'm supposed to cry, I'll cry. Right. You know, 99% of the time. And that's, that's not nothing. I'm not sure what it does. Feels good to cry. I watched Friday Night Lights in about four days. The sure. whole series. Yeah, Loved you know, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, jerk me around a little. right a lot. Yeah, yeah. But like to have the immediacy of having the relationship with a performer who is you know on the edge in a real way, not edgy as they say, uh, as a adjective that means right. nothing, uh, but really sort of you know on the edge of of, of spontaneity in, in any given moment. You know, emotionally and, and also. Yeah. Uh, narratively, I mean that, that's an exciting thing, I, I think, and and sometimes it works, and sometimes people are like, "Wow, we just saw something that's never going to happen again." Right. That's the best thing that can happen. It's like that moment's gone. We lived it, and it was amazing. But there's no way to recapture that. Now, why am I? Why do I dig those moments? I don't know. You would think that sort of like, wouldn't it be great to just manufacture that moment over and over again? Okay. Can't be done. I mean, that's the thing. Well, I like, mean, it can if you know if I'm sitting in a room with uh, with eight guys who write television for everything yeah. I mean, you're kind of you're you're looking for something that will have that arc in that story. But that's not how I operate it's still as different, a performer. Though. It is different. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: I you know I feel like with the. The podcasts and stuff like that, that's such a huge thing now, it seems. Like I'm just realizing coming out here to L.A. is, like, how many people are doing this. I didn't know. I live in Cincinnati. You don't have iTunes? I mean, I do, and I listen to podcasts, and yeah. to me, it's like, you know, there's, like, I listen to like, six, seven of them, and I'm like, okay, these are the things I listen yeah, to.
1: Yeah, right. There's only so much mental space in one person's yeah. head.
0: Yeah, but uh, out here, it's like, yeah, every, everybody. Has. It, it, to me, it's, like, it, it's, it's an extension of this... Internetized world, whatever the, the word is, where where you know people are in their own zone and and uh, you know constantly looking down at their phones or whatever, and you still need that connection. You still need uh, real conversation, like you said, and and uh, for some, a lot of people are alone a lot of the time. And so you, you still need that connection and you're going to end up listening to two other people have conversations instead of yourself. Or
1: three, or radio, Post. or, you know, like, you know, I generally, I, mean, I like listening to NPR news. Sure. You know, I, I like finding things more than I like listening to things on purpose. Yeah. You know, I'm going to check in, see what's going on, what's talking, who's talking. Uh, it's the yeah. appeal of having a human voice going, like... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It, it bothers me now that, like, you know, everything... Like, I... When I was a kid, I used to like that, you know TV shows. Like like if there was if it was in the middle of the night and I was watching something on TV, I like knowing that there was a guy at the switchboard. Yeah, you know, like that there was some guy that's got to make sure shit is running good because at least I know he's up too. Yeah, you know. So like even though I was watching television, you know, I, I always pictured there was some dude that's like, all right, it's time for a commercial. Right, right. And then I don't, there's none of those guys I, anymore.
0: I've been hearing. I don't know what I've been. Hearing like a lot of fuck ups on NPR lately, and I, I I've been wondering about that. Like, I, I thought it was all like, you know, like set ahead of the time or whatever nowadays. But I've been hearing like a commercial run over a show accidentally, or you know, things oh yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah everything's
1: pre taped. Yeah, there's type. no. Uh, yeah, well, I mean it, that there's uh, they cycle news you know, on the hour. It's on the hour stuff. Yeah, and unless something is breaking. You know, they're, they're, per, they're usually pretty good for a couple hours, but yeah, you know, usually. I just
0: mean like, like accidentally, like, like they have, like they had the, the commercial track playing while the.
1: Yeah, it happens. That's just like production that. oversight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the fact that it stops at some point, it doesn't run all the way through. That means someone was like, oh shit. Yeah, exactly. Yes, and, and I like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you,
0: how, how, how much do you edit your, your podcast?
1: We don't edit much uh, for, you know, content. Sometimes, like, you know, there there are pieces where, you know, something just, you know, spins off into nothing. Or, you yeah. know, sometimes, like, with the podcast, you know, my partner does the editing. But, you know, it's a matter of if there's a through line, you know, we try to honor it. And if things, you know, if something goes, you know, if I go too far off or whatever, sometimes we trim it up just so there's a through line. But we don't edit much. You won't get rid of, like, if I'm, like, um... So blah blah blah, blah No, blah. because pauses are good. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Okay. If you can handle it. Yeah. You know, if you're not freaking out during the pause. Sometimes a well placed pause is good and it's human and it's you know. Yeah. Like people I you know, people have asked me like on the podcast where it's like they'll cough and go, You'll edit that out, right? and I'm like, Yeah and you can hear it. <laughs> <great>. Yeah. <laughs> that whole exchange is in there. Yeah. I every once in a while I hear an edit, but but
0: very rarely in yours. And I think, you know, you you happen to uh
2: I mean,
1: you, Go ahead. you come from a radio background and shit, so you haven't. Kind of. Been- I mean, you know I, did a, um, I did, you know, I did a couple years radio. I mean, I, I, you know, I come from a stand-up comedy background. I sure. mean, I got into radio, you know, in 2004, and I was only in it for a couple of years, so okay. I'm wary to call myself a radio guy because they're really good radio guys, sure. you know, and it's its own medium, but I did take to it. I, I do like it. Yeah. I would assume that there are plenty of radio guys that think I do a pretty awful job at it. Yeah, uh, you know, but I just found that that the audio medium in general was good for me. You know, I, I don't know what you know makes somebody you know live on that microphone. Yeah, I do know that when I learned how to talk on that microphone alone, it was a big day and but i I have my speech impediments, and I have repetitive things I do and you know on any given day i you know sometimes I'm a you knower, you know, and I used to get see I'm doing it now, like you start to get aware of it I but, find you pretty good, man, compared
0: to me at least i you know and I, i've been I've only done like twenty five episodes, but I've been realizing how much in my editing process, how much i fucking
1: well you know see I keep see now I'm aware of the you knows but how you're going to do it is how you're going to do it. The, the, the magic of it is, like the magic of anything, who the hell knows why all of a sudden be, uh, a 1,000, 10,000, 100,000 people like something. Right. I don't know. If, if someone was able to manufacture that or know how to do that, there wouldn't be any competition in the media at all. Uh, I just found that I, I was comfortable on that mic, and once I learned how to listen to myself, I like wearing headphones, I like talking. It's not so much I like the sound of my own voice, but I find that I can express myself in a, in a very unique way and in a very straightforward and honest way uh, because there is, even when I know it's taped, there's this sort of urgency to it. Yes. And, and even when I'm in conversation with somebody, even, I, even if I, you know, uh, I can think to myself, well, I can always edit this. It's not live. You know, there's an urgency to it. There's something that you learn when you do live radio that never goes away. But even you if got, it's taped. you got it, you figured it out, and even if it's taped, yeah, you because know, when you're on live radio, it's like someone's better be talking, right? Unless you're just doing a dramatic Talk about march. vulnerable, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, it's vulnerable, but it's also crazy. It's 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 you 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 tend to like. I, I worked with a guy who was a genius at filling. Yeah, you know if he you know if he wasn't straight on the story, he'd be like. Well, these things happen a lot, uh, as we've seen this before, uh, the time I remember. <laughs> right. Like, you know, to get to what you need yeah, to say. phrases
0: written on the wall. Well, it's
1: not just <laughs> phrases, but it, 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 you got to fill that air. Yeah. So if you ain't got news, you ain't got something to say, you better think about the last time something like that happened to you. Right. So you can figure out what the hell you're going to say about this time. Right. When I was a kid. Right. Yeah, there's so much radio that's sort of like, what, you know. One time when I was ten, we were all going to this place, and then this thing happened. None of us knew what to do, and you know, finally, some guy said, "Well, you got to do this." Thank God that guy came along, and he always like you need that guy in your life. Right. You know, there's right. always that guy, and you're just trying to get to a point, right? So that there. You either have that ability or that need to do that or you don't. And I don't have it as much as some people. You know, I don't have it as much as Adam does, Corolla. You know, I, don't, I, I think I'm a pretty good storyteller, you know, once the story becomes constructed. But I, I, what I think I'm good at is getting my point across and getting my feelings out yeah. in the moment. But yes. that moment's very important, even though I know that I can just shut it off and rethink. I, I don't shut things off. I don't, like, if I hit a wall, I, I will talk through the wall. Yeah. I don't stop it and go, I, I gotta, you know, I don't go back in a race, maybe once or twice I have, where I, I've thought, like, oh, wait, I'll, uh, you know, I got more on that, or I can do it better. I don't do that too often. Occasionally, because I, my partner produces it. Is
0: that Brendan still?
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um occasionally what I'll do at the end, I'll be like, oh, I'll, I'll do a little chunk of the mic. If you can, wedge that in. You know, because I think it tightens it up a little yep. bit. I mean, that happens.
0: Yeah. Um, will you then go to the mic? At, like, will, will Have you had times where in the middle of the night or, or you're like, oh, I got to talk about that?
1: Or will you will you jot it down? How, how does that work? Sometimes. I mean, I generally, not unlike with stand-up, you know, I spend some time... Kind of avoiding the mic, pacing around, thinking like, how am I going to get in it? How am I going to get in it? What have I got? What am I going to say? You'll think it through sequentially a little bit. No. No, okay. I just need a starting point. Okay. Uh, Generally, it's a starting point. Sometimes I think it through sequentially, but a lot of times the best ones, and it's not happening as much as it used to, I guess because I'm busy, is I'll find it when I'm talking. Yeah. You know, there was more of that early on. Oh, yeah. Early on was like... yeah. And like you, you feel like you might run out of things to talk and about, and a lot it. of those turned into the book. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of those stories were built out for comedy pieces, and one of them were you know built out for the book. But uh, that was my life, and you, you talk about your life enough, you kind of run out. Yeah, and uh, and then you got to think of other things where you got to keep it immediate. But uh, you know, the sort of the childhood is a little bit played out. I don't want to repeat myself too much, but sometimes I find it. Sometimes it's just more about the immediate, you know, so it becomes more about solving problems now. Yeah. You know, as opposed to, like, uh, when I was a kid or when, you know, this happened or my dad did this or whatever. I mean, some people can get a lot of traction out of those stories and figure out ways to repurpose them and use them on and on and on, you know, over and over again. Yeah. But now it's, it's, it's sort of like immediate situations and what are my thought processes in and out of those and, and what effect did, did events... You know, that happened recently, I have in my life. Right.
0: Right. I mean, you have to think about your your reason for, you know, talking about a certain thing.
1: Like, what- There's always a struggle. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's always a struggle to figure that out, but there's always a struggle in your life. Yeah. It's an ongoing struggle. Yeah. So everything that happens to you is going to either be, you know, it's, it's going to fall on one side of the struggle. Somebody asked me the
0: other day, uh, you know, what if I got what if I did really well and and uh, no longer had to talk about all that s- struggle you know w- within my work and like I was like well I think even if you're rich and famous there's always some sort of something that you're going through like that's just life
2: you know
1: yeah i mean that's some people say to me like things are going well for you what do you you know what do you have to complain about well i mean they're not i mean i didn't replace my brain right i mean your brain's going to do what it's going to do right that's why they say in the recovery racket that it's an inside job is that you know whatever externals you get into place does not not going to change you know what how you process stuff, yeah. And if you got a problem with your processor, you got to figure out how to change its programming, or or fight against it, or work against your own wiring to get different results. But even that, see that there's a struggle to not having a struggle, right? Like I'd like to struggle less in my life. Well, that's gonna be a struggle.
0: You, do you think you you feed off of struggles? I mean, is that is that?
1: I don't know. I don't. I do like, sort of. Yeah, people think that but who would want to live like that yeah I mean you know am I lazy in in terms of taking action that would benefit me away from it yes is that because I, I, I don't How so it sounds like you try I mean well I mean like when people, you know do I meditate no do I do I actually take the time to to process my anger properly you know before unleashing it not usually yeah. You know, are the you know? Would meditation help me? Would you know processing my anger properly help me? Uh, yeah, it, it probably would. But it, it, it's like going to the gym. Yeah. You know, there's part of you that thinks like, hey, this is the way I am, and the other stuff is a chore. It's a chore. So, are you willing to do the work to make it easier for you to to be in the world? Sure. It, well, I don't want it to take work. Well, sorry, you didn't. That's not the hand of cards. That's not what you were dealt. Right. You were dealt the it's going to take work uh, and, hand.
0: And now they'll give some, they'll give you a, a, a drug for whatever the fuck you're your. Issue yeah, is. I mean, I just got prescription recently. I haven't tried. I
1: haven't taken them yet. I'm yeah. struggling with that. Whether to do it or not. Yeah, I don't know what the hell. Why not? For a while, if it doesn't work out, I can stop. What, I mean, what, what kind of thing is it? Is it. Uh, it's uh, well, I have anxiety issues, so there there was two drugs. There's a beta blocker to slow down the uh, the anxiety, and then there was uh, another one that's usually an antidepressant. But I'm not really depressed, but it's an anxiety thing. Yeah. But like I, su- I somehow think it's like you know, uh, uh I'm, like it, it indicates that I I'm not I'm taking the easy way out. Who knows? I mean, I've, I there's biological issues in my. In my family, my sister's going through the same thing right now. Yeah. Do I look really? at it as sickness? I don't know. Do I look at it as like, well, maybe I'm just yeah. There's always that sort of rationalization. It, ultimately, so you try it for a couple months. If you go stupid, then you, you stop, and right. you know, no right. one's the wiser, or, or everyone will be the wiser with me because I'll walk them through it. But but uh, but what's the risk in trying it? I mean, I used to, I used to think about that a lot. I mean, I'll do I used to do street drugs. Right, you know, to feel better. Or I'll suck on these dumb nicotine lozenges. But like, well, you're gonna you're gonna prescribe me something. That means I'm sick. I got a problem. Right. Uh, you know that. What's it gonna do to my brain? Like, I don't seem to give a shit. You know, when I was you know snorting rails or doing this, you right, know, right. drinking twenty cups of coffee a day. Sure. But uh, but I don't know, man. I, I, so it's a struggle to even ease my struggle, is what I'm saying.
0: Yes, I, th- I think ideally you're right. You do, you you do the work. You get you get in there. You do your meditation. Do your yoga. Whatever the. Fuck well,
1: yeah. Are. I mean, yeah. What, what you know, just something. Yeah. The truth of the matter is, is that you're going to get old. If you're lucky, right? Shit's going to level out. Uh, you know, a lot of things that you think are very important now, there's not going to be important. They're right. not going to fucking make a difference at all. All you're worried about is like you know, having a good shit. Right and and you know not being too flustered and having a place to sit down. I mean, you're going to be one of those guys, maybe not, but probably some part of it is. I know that as I I get older and I'm in you know I'm, I'm approaching fifty, a lot of the shit that used to be like life or death shit is like, oh my god, that was stupid. You know, none of that's important. Yeah. So I mean, so the struggle is going to to lessen a little bit. What sort of stuff? Just by I age and now, wisdom.
0: I'm 34 right now. What sort of stuff would, w- were you hung up on, would you say? In- well, just
1: the panic of like, you know, like everything, anything you put out into the world is sort of like, well, this, this better be it. You know, like, you, you know, like, yeah, this is the most important thing I've done. Right. And then you look back on it, it's like, well, it wasn't really that important, was it? Yeah. I mean, you know, was it good work? Well, it was part of my evolution ultimately. You know, I, I mean, I'm glad I see that now and, you know, I'm here now, but there's not a hell of a lot of difference between, you know, what I was doing when I started doing things and now in terms of, you know, the way I thought or the, you know, the things I was thinking about, there's maturity, there's craft, there's a little sophistication, there's a little more confidence and stuff, but but it's always been the journey. But, you, you know, you, you know, things, opportunities, meetings, like, you know, should I got to fly to L.A. if I don't, you know, this meeting could change everything. It's right. like, man, nothing is that important. Right. Right, you know, if if if, every, if you if you're undeniably, you know, talented and you're in the loop where people want to talk to you, they'll they'll talk to you. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like oh, doors closed. That's it. You blew it. You can only blow it if you blow it. Yeah, you're not going to blow it because you know you didn't sh- you you missed a meeting or you couldn't make a, a thing or whatever. Like all these, like and I was such an anxiety ridden bastard. It's sort of like yeah, you know, drop everything. Like it's sort of like well, oh, I got to go you know, go pitch a show or go what, do whatever. It's like those people are there all day long. It's all they do is have people come and pitch things or come try to sell things. You know, a gig is a gig, you know, in terms of like once you get an opportunity, you know, and then it's sort of like, all right, here's your opportunity, go do it. Then you can blow it. Right. But anything, you know, leading up to that,
0: I don't know. And most I, of those things don't, I mean, in my experience at least, but maybe it's different than yours, most of those things don't ever come to. Nothing beat. happens. <laughs> yeah.
1: You're just like you were just a, a block of time on an executive's d- book. Yeah. You know, the, the, before lunch.
0: Yeah. We have this joke of that, you know, like my manager would just be like, Brad Pitt's coming to your show tonight. Is that all right with you? Like, yeah, it's cool. Have him come. You know, like yeah. whatever. Just like constantly things like that. You, but that just, stuff you have you to see. be cool about it. You just like, okay. Well, yeah, but
1: that stuff used to drive me crazy. Yeah. I didn't even like having other comics in the room, you know, yeah. because I was like, oh, well, it's hard enough for me just to get over on an audience. What do I need you in the room for? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Brad Pitt's, but then as time goes on, it's like, he's just a guy. Exactly. Exactly. You know, he's just sitting there. He it just doesn't wants matter. to watch a show. Yeah. Well, it matters because it's sort of like, you know, party you probably wants Brad Pitt to like you. Of course,
0: pardon me, but but the bottom line is he probably won't be there anyway. That's that's the moral of the story, and and so you just say okay, and then it's like the great thing about the podcast. I have no idea who
1: listens to it. Yeah, you know, and I'm always surprised. You know, a lot of you know people that are respected or famous yeah. or, or or you know big deals they listen to it, and I'm always flattered that they listen to it. I'm always surprised that they listen to it. You know, and the thing about standup and the thing about you know the podcast it's like you're really doing this thing on your own. And like you too, I mean, you produce your own shit. So you can put stuff out into the world without, you know, a million people approving it or telling sure. you. To, and, and that's a great thing. Yeah. That's one of the great things about, about living in the, in the time we're living in. Yes. It's like you don't need permission or access or, or, or money necessarily to put your shit out there. That also means there's a million fucking things out there to sift through. Yeah, I know. But if people like you, all it takes is a few people who like you that are like, you know, got a little juice. And then you're like, I like that guy. Have you heard that guy? And that's, you know, that's the best way to do it. I mean, would you rather, you know, be shoved down people's throats 24 hours a day on a radio station or out of a fucking TV box? Right, right. So people are literally annoyed into liking you. Right, Yeah, they're sort of bullied into thinking you were the best thing in the world. Sure. No, yeah, that, I I hear
0: you. What were you surprised when, like, all of a sudden you start doing something that's really just for yourself, and 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 uh... yeah. Were you surprised that all of a sudden, like you had had a whole career in comedy that had done well, but not exceedingly well? I did all right. And I mean,
1: you know, I always did my own thing. Yeah, but it wasn't working. But then all of a sudden, yeah, yeah this it's sudden, like, boom. Yeah. W- I was completely surprised because that's starting. not what
0: you started it for. The podcast?
1: No, I did. I had no. I had no idea. You know, I, I really didn't. And and it, it was all very gratifying. You know, I think that you know, doing something on your own terms, and you know, there were, it, it took me a while to get over the fact that. I became well-known for talking to people when I was so used to talking by myself, and that's what I wanted to become well-known for. But, you know, that—it's all sort of feeded the other thing. Like, I'm doing better comedy now because I I think more freely, and, and, uh, you know, more people are interested in seeing me. So it all fed each other, but I didn't have any of those kind of expectations, and I still don't think about it that much. Yeah. The the great thing about the podcast with me is, like, once I do the conversation in the garage— you know, I, I send it to my partner, and he uh, edits it and puts it together and puts it up, and that's the last I know about
0: I it. wish I had that. I do it all. I mean, I have a friend that helps me do some stuff, but I do most of it myself, and, I, and mine is a lot more produced than yours in terms of, like, yeah. little... Bells and whistles? Yeah, bells and whistles.
1: Yeah, yeah. well, that's all right. Because, because I'm not as good a conversationalist as you, so... I, I don't know to. if that's true, <laughs> you know. I mean, bells and whistles are okay. It's just, you know, sometimes I... Like, what I'll usually tell him is, you know, there are certain episodes that, that I, I have feelings about. Right. And and if there's a moment in a conversation... Like, I trust a guy, you know, with my life, my my partner. You know, so... You know, there are moments in conversation, though, where I'm like, you know, something happened in this one exchange. Yeah. That I felt it. And, you know, I don't know if you can hear it, but I know it's there. Yeah. So just make sure you pay attention to that. You Turn know. it up a couple of DBs. Well, no, you can't do anything <laughs> about it, but I just, like... Like, I, I know when things are like, this is good. Yeah. You know, there, there's something happening. Sure. You feel it. Yeah. And he, I'll, I'll give him a heads up, but he, he, he knows it. But yeah, I had no idea. And, and again, I think the, the beauty of it is, is I, I don't, still don't really. I don't know if it's because I'm ungrateful or I, I don't pay attention to, you know, really kind of taking a moment to sort of say, like, wow. You know, look where I am, look where I was. To me, it's sort of like, all right, let's keep, what are we, are we doing it? Is it still going? It I mean, I think that's a
0: good mentality to have is, is this forward forward looking, a bit of a blinders on. Um,
1: you know, also being grateful is, is obviously a good thing. It's important because, you know, if you if you don't take a minute to do that kind of stuff, it all just blows by you, man. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing about the other, the, the darker side of the struggle sort of easing as you get older is that you know you don't want to get to a point where you're like I I wasn't even enjoying that right or I I didn't even pay attention to that right like you know 20 years got away from me and I did all this stuff and in the middle of it all I was thinking about was doing the stuff yeah you you know like at some point you got to be like whoa shit you know what the hell happened here yeah I got a little more money in the bank you know, which is, you know, on the bottom line, it's just, I don't want to die broke. You know, that's one of my big goals <laughs> is not right. to die broke. Right, right, But just throw
0: hundreds at your casket. Just
1: Yeah, I, I don't spend money, you know, because I'm such a nutbag. Yeah. You know, you, you do comedy long enough, you're, you're your own guy long enough. You're like, anytime you got money, you're like, well, that's not going to last. So I better hold on to that. I mean, I, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a week away from putting in my mattress, you know, the, yeah. the level of <laughs> yeah. distrust I have. Yeah. You know, about banks and, you know, doing anything else. But, um. But I I don't, I still don't, I still just see myself going out in the garage and talking to a person.
0: Do you think it took a certain kind of um, humbling or something like that for you? definitely,
1: definitely. I mean, like I was, uh, you know, I was sort of an antagonistic, defensive dick, you know, and, and I was jealous and bitter and, you know, I exuded it. Yeah, you, know, you know, it was a, there was a lot of swagger there that was, you know, fairly, you know, uh, you know, not very uh, appealing. Uh, you know, I would do it on stage and off, and it, I don't know if it was arrogance. You know, I, I think it was anger yeah. and insecurity. You know, like where's mine? When? How come? Why not me? What am I doing wrong? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, what do I got to do? You know, and then. Um, Yeah, once I got shattered, career-wise and and emotionally, you you sort of realize, like, uh, I don't know, what else have I got? And, you know, I clearly lost. You know, whatever, the, however I was fighting this fight. Right. Or however you, I was you living saw, life. You saw a
0: hell of a lot of your friends start doing a
1: hell of a lot better than you were doing at the time. Well, that, yeah, that happens all the time. And you, 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 you got to realize. Uh, well, uh, that that right. was an issue for you at the time, no? Yeah, yeah. But, but, but more than that, like, my behavior was so selfish yeah. that, you know, I think it destroyed my life. So that means that however I was living life was faulty. And, and once, you know, whatever it takes to, to plow that into your head, you know, whatever level of, of hitting bottom you got to have, Yeah. you know, however, whatever type of loneliness or, or, or disappointment it's going to take to make you realize, oh my God, you know, like I was you know, doing it wrong, yeah. you know, and, and I was, you know, I was not, you know, I was not being a good person. Right. You know, how to, that's the real struggle, not the struggle to get on television or to to, to win or to be better than the next guy or whatever.
0: Dude, what 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 led you to that realization? Do you remember some some moments that that uh, you know that that brought you there? Sort of. I mean, was it? I assume that getting clean
1: was was part of that process. Well, getting Um, clean was just crazy. It was all crazy because, you know, I was married and then I met a woman who was in recovery and I fell in love with her. So I left my wife and then I started to get sober because I wanted to stay with that woman. And then like, you know, I used her to replace the drugs with. And, you know, the first few years of sobriety are nuts. So like, yeah, I mean, it was good to be clean, but I was very competitive about it. I think that that most of what kept me sober the first few years was was just spite and, and the desire, you know, not to lose that day count. Yeah, you know, it's sort of like you know, I ain't going back to one, right? <laughs> right, you know right. what I mean? I, I'm at three, right? I'm not going back to day one. There's no fucking way. No matter how much I want to drink, I'm not going to lose.
0: What because of humiliation in that room? Going back in that room, be like,
1: uh. well, just your own. Yeah, well, there, well, there's that, but that's part of it. I mean, you, you see that all the time. It's happens. The nature yeah, sure, of the disease. Sure. It is. What, it is what it is. I mean, it took me a long time. In you know, I got 14 years. But, the, you know, the first time I got sober was, you know, 1988. So, you know, it took me 25 years yeah. to get 14 in a row. Yeah. But I don't know, at some point you got to take it seriously, you know, and, and do what, what you need to do. But, but a lot of that was just sort of like, you know, you know, I want to get that day count up. Yeah. You know, I want to I, you know, win this thing. Sure, sure. That's a, it's, who cares how you do it. But eventually, it's like you—you know—you want to get the benefits of being sober. You want to, you know, you want to, you know, be able to sort of be a better person and not be a dick. There's, you know, you know, you can be sober and still be an asshole. Yeah. Uh, I didn't learn that lesson until uh, you know seven years ago or whatever the hell she left me. You know. And that's that's what what really was humbling
0: for you. Is that what you're saying?
1: Well, yeah, the realization that you know my career had not taken off and that yeah. I was not doing comedy that uh, uh, any number of people not a large number of people really wanted to come see yeah. there was something about my demeanor and my personality this weird mixture of, of insecurity and, and, and cockiness and that, you know, didn't really... I was ungrounded. Yeah. You know, you didn't look in my eyes and, and think, like, you know, I get this guy. Right. You know, a lot of people were projecting things onto me. They thought I had more control over my character than I do. It was always just me. So, like, he's, oh, he's neurotic. No, he's the angry guy. He's the cranky guy. He's the... You just bitter. however you were. At the yeah, yeah. I, you know, <laughs> yeah. Whatever haircut, whatever, you know, I was feeling at that moment. And I, it took me a long time to sort of arrive at myself. And I think, yeah, once a... Uh, when, when everything went to shit... You know, I, I was just at a bottom. I was at the bottom. There was no, You know, it's like, you got to keep surviving. You know, so it was that mixture of like, well, what the hell am I going to do with my life uh, in in a very real sense? You know, what are my choices? Yeah. And, you know, at that time, you sort of like, well, there's a lot of choices. Not really, because my pride is only going to enable me to do what my pride can handle. Now. There's an argument to be made that, you know, you got to push pride aside and you know, get a little more egoist. But, you know, pride is is tricky because it, it can fuck you, uh, but but it can also make you stick to whatever right. the hell. If right. you're too proud to quit, then, you know, then you don't quit. Sure, sure. You know, what am I going to get a job in a restaurant? Am I going to go back to school, you know, at, at 40 whatever, 45 or 40 whatever I was when, yeah. when, I, when I started the podcast? I mean— no, I, I'm not like I just couldn't live with myself. Yeah. So yeah, there's that weird mixture of of you know being you know kind of leveled, but also I think that pride, you know, forced me to keep fighting. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so you're but, hard on
0: yourself with everything, right? I mean, it seems that way to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A little less hard, but yeah, I have a little more acceptance about things and I'm a little more willing to, uh, to make mistakes and a little more less embarrassed about the mistakes. Yeah. I don't beat myself up as much as I used to, uh, in general, in relationship, uh, you know, in my, my love life, I'm a little hard on myself. Uh, but the other stuff seems to be a little better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could be a little harder on myself in terms of, uh, you know, just being more disciplined about yeah, writing but, jokes. Yeah, yeah. but the fact that you think that, like, I... Uh, yeah, I know. I, know. See, I've been doing it the same way for all my career. Yeah, I, exactly.
0: I, so that's how you are. That's I, how I, you I know how I am, but I
1: can't honestly say that that part of my life is perfect. Is it bad, right? yeah. Like, I don't know what anyone would say, like, you know, Maren's a great joke writer. They would say, like, well Marin does that but that's thing. not what you do right that Marin does that thing he does you know what is yeah. that I, I'm just glad that people can now there are now people doing impressions of me, which means i must I must have more definition than I used to, right because if someone can do an impression of you, that means you're a thing, right right if right, they can't, right, right. they're like you're not a thing yeah, you know what yeah. is that guy? I don't know it's uh it's not clear.
0: I heard you talk about that to somebody recently or Richard Lewis. I would say to the piano player guy. Oh, Sidron? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't remember what I said. He, you see, were talking about someone being a, th- a thing, you know. A, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just having a distinct character. I, I understand what you mean about yeah.
1: that. Yeah, that's, this guy's got his thing. Yeah. 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 He found uh, it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what you, you mentioned the first time you got on the mic and I guess doing a the start of the, that was the start of the podcast of the, I, of I the radio
2: show or the podcast.
0: Well, I don't know. You you mentioned I felt at home the first time I.
1: Oh, when I, I started doing radio, that, that was Air America. Yeah, it was, was, it was very okay. nerve wracking.
0: Okay, and um, it was very nerve wracking. I'm am curious what brought you to the to the podcast from that. You're there. You're. I mean, this, the podcast started in in that
1: studio. It it sounded like. Well, yeah, no, I did uh, Air America. You know, before I guess we started a little before the 2004 elections. Yeah, and you know, I eventually became. I was part of a three te- a three person team and then you know the, the woman got pushed out and it was just me and this other guy and they chose me to drive it and I was insecure about it because I was not, I'm not I don't know a lot about politics but yeah. the guy I was working with did. So I became sort of like the manic voice of the thing. Right. But I was all jacked the up the ranter. On, yeah. Jacked up on coffee and yeah. M and M's and it was you know, getting up at three in the morning and live, man, live, you know, you got no choice. And a lot of people were critical of my chops. I said, you know, too much. I didn't know what I was talking about. Why was I talking about what I was talking about? Whatever the case was, I still had to show up for work five days a week and right. do this thing and learn the game. And I learned it pretty well. But then I, you know, then they uh, they fired me because they wanted something different. They wanted something more, uh, less irreverent, the guy who was in charge. It was a bad break because Stern had just left. And we were doing a lot of great comedy on that show, a lot of great scripted stuff and it was bad. And then some of the people within the operation set me up back out here with an evening show that was horrible okay. because, you know, it was late at night, it was live, and sometimes we were preempted by games. Sometimes we had to wait for games to finish because the station had to deal with the Clippers and the, the other ones, uh, the women's basketball team. And that was painful. That was like Siberia. And then, uh, and then like, after the divorce, I, I went back there with a new regime to do a streaming video show, but I just, I just did it because I needed money. Well, to- like Stern, you mean? Like streaming? Like, No, the guy who used to be at the Old Air America said, look, there's new money. You, you want to try and do a, like a, a daily show type of thing online? Okay. Okay. Get them to fund it. We can pitch it to them. We'll sell it to them. Do it under the umbrella of the New Air America. I'm like, look, I'm shattered and emotionally. and I'm not really thinking about politics. And right. yeah, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do, but I need money. And you know, so I said, you know, if they can give me enough up front to stop this hemorrhaging of money from my divorce I'll do it so they paid me up front the amount of money I needed to 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 stop my divorce to get my wife to stop so so they gave me that and I went and I I brought in Sam Seder because I didn't feel like talking about politics but I knew he can't help himself and I thought (laughs) yeah but that turned out to be to have you know some it was good I mean there was a lot of tension there but people seemed to like it but I didn't want to do politics anymore. Yeah, and uh, and then that lasted about a year, and it was too costly, and they pulled the plug on it. And they, but they're being good liberals; they didn't throw us out of the building. We still had a month or two on our contract. So, me and uh, and Brendan started uh, you know, using the studios late at night and trying to figure out how to do the podcast. But what, like, what, why did you think of
0: that? Because I knew other guys were doing it. And okay, I, you know, I so you, you had seeing other people in there.
1: Well, I knew Corolla did it and I knew that it was a a medium that was, you know, viable in the sense that it was available more than viable. That, you know, I said to him, I said to Brennan, I said, you know, figure out what we got to do to to get this out in the world and let's, let's try it. Yeah, you know, we, it wasn't really an interview show then. We didn't know what it was, but we knew we.
0: I, I love those first couple episodes. They're yeah. weird. There's like calling several people. There's people coming in. There's yes. Yeah, it's yeah it was all
1: right, but it's a little radioy.
0: It's radioy. It's 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 like it's the bridge between radio yeah, and the true. podcast. That's
1: true. You know, we was like, do we have recurring segments? Do we yeah. not? You know, yeah. You know, how long are segments? How longer phone interviews? And I just went back to those when
0: I found out I was going to talk to you. I, I hadn't heard the first like.
1: Yeah, like with me and Matthew and yeah, then, yeah having a, yeah, I mean I it, love that stuff. Though. Yeah, no, it was good. Yeah. It was good. It, you know, I can do that. Yeah. But you know, it was just by virtue of of, of how much production we were willing to do. And you know, once uh, you know we, we didn't have those studios Yeah. and I came out on my own, it's like, well this is you know, I gotta learn how to do this on my own. I gotta be able to lay this shit down. So I talked to Jesse Thorne about, you know, like well, you know, what mics do I use or whatever, and then once I got out here, you know, uh and the thing about it, about, is that, you know, what is the show? So I, I started doing, we do an interview, I do a monologue, an interview, and then I'd have a guest that would be real or fake, usually improv actors, right. playing real guests, doing right. that type of thing. I enjoy doing that. But yeah. it just sort of evolved that, you know, the conversations were where it was at, and where, where I was engaged and, you know, and sort of corralling people to do fake characters yes. and stuff was not my bag. I wanted to simplify it. And I wanted to be engaged with it. So it, it, that's how it became what it is.
0: There's something very satisfying about having a conversation with somebody. I I also didn't start doing this because of that. Um, and that's what I started falling into. Because I, I, I went to have a conversation the first time with a friend of mine who I hadn't seen in a long time or hadn't talked to. And it was just like, we talked for two hours and I was like... I actually reconnected with that dude, and then like, well, that's it. It started happening. I mean, I happening with I mean uh, people.
1: Conversation is very nourishing thing. People are yeah. built to do it. They're built to sort of. Uh, that's how. That's how people do it. Yeah. That's how we we interact. Yeah. You know, is is the sharing and the emotions and the the you know the sort of like going at it. Yep. Yeah, and it's some sort of lost thing. Uh, You know, obviously with podcasts, it's coming back alive. But, you know, the idea of an emotional conversation, most of the conversations I have on my show, even with people I've known for, you know, years, this is the first time I talk to them like that. Yeah. So almost every conversation is like a first. I guess that's mm. what I'm
0: saying is like I, I, you know, they're all people that I know. Yeah. Somewhat. Right. You know, but besides you, I just met you for the first time. But for the most part, they're people that I know to an extent and uh, have only... You know, seeing them at shows, or or yeah, you never. You know gonna, what I'm saying? That kind yeah, yeah. You don't have you don't sit
1: down with somebody like that. So this is this is like no, a it's way very to do it's that. very specific. Uh, e, 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 hold on, let me just do this. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's what I started to realize too. It's like I love a lot of the people I talk to, and I had love for them before I talked to them that long. Just yeah, because you know we're in the same circle, and you know they were there. You know during these times. Yeah, you know, like David Tao or Louis or everything. I get very emotionally attached to people without very much provocation. Yeah, you know, and and and, and there are people I just like. Yeah, and I'm connected to whether they feel it or not. And I have a relationship with them. I, that's very I, deep. I feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, a lot of times I enter these things with a certain amount of expectation and, and a certain amount of, of thinking I know them, you know, because I've built this relationship in my yeah. mind. And then it turns out, like, either, like, I didn't know them at all, or I'm like, oh, my God, I had no idea. You know, that even makes it better. Yeah. It always makes it better. Right. I'm, right. I'm usually a little off, but that's not usually with people that I really love. You know, like, sometimes I make assumptions about people, and they're off. But they're not usually the people that I came up with or or I really connect in a a heartfelt level with. But I respect.
0: You can hear the difference with you between people that... You know, I can hear the difference with people that you go back with and people that you're just meeting for the first time. And it's not to say that one is worse than the other. It's just to say that when you have that more... Deep-seated rapport with somebody. It's
1: there's a shorthand to there's it. There's a shorthand yeah. to it. And then there's the ones where like I don't know, and I'm not sure how to talk to. Yeah. And those are those are more sort of inquisitive. Then there's the people that like I'm surprised at how like amazing they are. Right. And then all of a sudden, then it's like, oh my god, you're like this guy. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know, but that's just the way it is. That's just yeah. the way life is, you know. Yeah. But I just know it's like we're in it for an hour, man. Right. What are we gonna do? Right, right, right. I do a lot of pacing before people come over. I'm like, where do I start? Where do I start? Where do I start?
0: Yeah. I, I, thought of, I thought about that with you today I'm like what do I ask him and it, and
1: I put out that tweet today and that pissed you off yeah no no it didn't piss me off okay I just didn't I, you know I've done that once or twice and it never yields anything no it me. never yields anything. I've yeah. done it, I've done it a couple of times
0: too and uh it's just I, a panic thing I feel thing. like it's a panic and I feel like it's also for me it's a bit more like uh you know just just to like get people excited about something
1: as well oh no yeah yeah no no so they know, definitely, definitely. They, know, they know it's coming right, they know it's coming right 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 um well, occasionally, especially with musicians, like, you know, with, like, people like you or, or, or people who have bigger catalogs. Yeah. You know, I like music. Yeah. But, you know, there are people out there that are, like, just shit crazy for certain people. Yeah. And in my brain, it's sort of like, well, I'm going to talk to a guy. I don't know him that well, but I have an opportunity to talk to him. Right. So I'll just listen to all 20 of his records. Yes. Like, I like I don't do a lot of research, but with musicians, you know, I, I, I need to at least be familiar. But then, you know, you're never going to get, you know, like, someone like Maynard from Tool. Yeah. It's like, how am I going to do that justice? Right. Because in order to have the type of relationship with Tool that would make you love them, you got to be 13 or 14 right. years old. Right. I mean, you know, that's going to be, you know, I'm not going to get it at 49. I'm going to be able to go like, oh, I get this. I know, you know, I understand the type of music it is. I can feel the vibe or whatever. But when you live for it, yeah, that's different. Yeah. You know, That was like a be, fun
0: conversation. He no, was it was great
1: because, you know, it was, it was, was just fun. a couple guys talking. Like, yeah. I, I moved the music aside. Yeah. And, you know, it was – and that's the best. It's just sort of like you – know, if they can effectively be sort of audio portraits yeah. of people that I speak to, at that moment in time, it's good. And, you know, and that's all relative to, you know, how guarded are they. Right. You know, because, like, sometimes what will make a show for me – and this is not listening to it, but just but when I'm doing it – is is that moment where it just it could be five seconds of just yeah. a, just a pause or a sort of like a laugh or or, or they say something that you know, with, you know when we're talking about parrots and and for some reason the only thing I remember is that like in his mind. He had sort of restructured the way pet stores sell, right? You know, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. that's the best thing that could come out of Maynard. If you're me, my
0: yeah, my favorite conversations are the ones that don't where you don't talk about somebody's career at all for some like like oh, yeah yeah. It's I did uh, Brent Weinbach. He was on your podcast one time, a live one, ages ago. I don't know, I don't know what i do
1: with him for an hour. Fucking
0: uh, oh you oh yes yeah. This is a this is a rich palette of of something and we didn't we didn't talk about stand-up once yeah nothing this guy is intense yeah he's deep he's a great guy i should should
1: have him on for an hour you should you should believe me early on like i just i couldn't get past the oddball stuff yeah but then i realized like oh he's just it's real it's no i know i know but but he's a sweet guy
0: very sweet guy and like actually like just got quirks that's all yeah 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 Uh, but, no, we, we didn't we didn't discuss...
1: Yeah, no, you just want to fucking... Have, but, you know, some people deserve... the Like, for me, like, because I'm talking to some pretty, you know, some mammoth people. Sure. And you, you don't want to be disrespectful. People would be fucking pissed if you ignored... You don't want to be disrespectful. Well, they, so I, the person I'm talking to would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you have to afford them the respect that they've earned sure. as, as sure. artists. You know, like, you, you know, there's just been people... More musicians, actually. Yeah. You know, then, you know, you're dealing with a lifetime of stuff, and a lot of times a lot of people don't know who they are. Sure. Or they don't know that they've been doing things every year. But you know, well, sometimes, Have you found that people don't want to always talk about their, their uh,
0: career stuff? No, that's true. You know, like, like they, do that, they do that with fucking... No, that's true. That's Charlie true. Rose or depends. whatever. You're the yeah. guy to go to to talk the yeah. personal yeah. shit. Sure, you it know? depends.
1: Depends, you know. It's a mixture of both. Yeah. You know, there's some people that don't know what they're getting into. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, the show's become... Is on the radar enough of, of you know, because I do okay with musicians. Right. So it's, it's on, you know, publicists will seek out. Right. And I need to, you know, be able to sink my teeth into it. But I don't know that always, like... They may not know what to expect. Right, I don't know that Nick Cave or or John Cale uh, or, you know, um, who else? I'm not sure they know exactly. I, I do think it's hilarious and beautiful. That, you know, it is a legitimate part of the media landscape that, you know, when people are promoting stuff, they've got to go out to Highland Park and go it out to the That must be cool rock. to you, right? I mean, well, it's, it is cool. Because and it's cool it, for the world, that it's this alternative It's Definitely, that, that it's legitimate. Yeah. That, you know, it's like, okay, that's Iggy Pop getting out of a limo in front of my right, house. Right, you know, right. In front of my house. Yeah, yeah. You know, I got to, you know what I mean? You're going to go in my garage with my stuff. <laughs> you right. pop right. to talk to me. And he
0: was fucking great. Oh, I loved it, yeah. yeah. I, I
1: was nervous about that. More so than most. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I enjoy that. But I think, uh, getting back to the point, I, I don't know that they always know what, what they're getting into. Yeah. I do tell them that I need an hour. But I, I get the distinct feeling that there's a lot of people that come and they're not familiar with the show. Yeah. But the people that are familiar with it, some people love it. Or some people get, the, you know, get a taste of it. But you know, some people do show up and go. You know, why? You know, I just have you.
0: F- have you felt that? Do you feel that across the mics, like where somebody's just like,
1: okay, no, because like people are public. People are used to being interviewed. Yeah. But you know, I uh, and so you know once they sit down, you know they you know they get it. You, you know what I mean? They they know it's an interview. Yeah. But you know, the best thing that can happen is it doesn't feel like an interview because I don't really interview. Right. That's and what I don't I'm saying. have like, questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should sometimes, but I don't.
0: Eh. Yeah. Sometimes I mean,
1: I'll have questions just out of respect. Yeah. You don't want to forget that, you know, you're, you're, he's an Oscar winner. And I've made some, you know, things, you know, some things that haven't come up, but generally it doesn't matter. It's like, you know, if there's a fan out there, it's like, I can't believe you didn't talk about this. It's like, I got an hour, man.
0: Yeah, I can talk. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it's like, and it's you, better you, to be present. And it has, it should be, you should be present and it yeah, should be yeah. fluid. Sure, that's sure. the bottom that's line. It's like, it, that's it. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, go to Terry Gross if you want good. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Yeah
1: she's, yeah, she's good, she's
0: good Oh, she's fucking awesome Yeah, yeah But, but it's a different thing That's all I'm saying All right, well, we, we, we've got an hour here, man we can, Are you good we can with it? That. I'm good with it Because I got to pee and go I'm good home. with it,
1: I'm good with it I feel what good about it? it It's five Yeah So yeah. what are you doing in L.A.? Uh,
0: I'm playing a show tonight, man My, my label is is Where? Its, uh, Echoplex What time? Uh, we play at midnight, probably How many are in your outfit? My band is a six-piece what, what are the pieces? Uh it's uh two drum sets. Uh one of them has a vibraphone, one of them has a marimba. Uh-huh. And then a guitar player, bass player, uh Wurlitzer piano like a Rhodes Wurlitzer. Yeah. And uh like a organ and and uh singer.
1: Damn. Yeah. It's a big and show. Nice singing. Big show. And rap. Yeah. So uh you got a, you got a big following out here? You going to be packed out or what? Uh yeah, should be packed out.
0: Yeah. Where would you grow up? Cincinnati. That's weird. Yeah. Why, why is that guy? so weird? Yeah, yeah, sure. Messianic Jewish, man. I, I've got a... a Jews Messianic for Jesus? Man. Yeah. You grew up
1: in that? Yeah. More are you less, that?
0: Yeah. No, no, I'm I'm not that. But they started out regular <laughs> Jews? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, huh. yeah. And they switched. They switched no, we might started. have to talk on my show. I'm ready, man. You, you let me know, man. How long I'm, are you in town? Uh, I'm here till Monday morning.
1: Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, let me see how the weekend looks. All right. We'll get it at some point. You live in Cincinnati? yeah. Okay, buddy. So, well, oh yeah, put me on the list for tonight and I'll try got it. to come. Good talking pl- to you. Give you a plus one? Yeah, I, well, she, I, she probably won't come, but yeah. Okay, just in case. Okay, thanks, man.
0: Okay. Hey, good talking to you, man. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, it's good. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was my pleasure, really. Where'd you park? Uh, I have a guy, I met a guy on Twitter that, that, I saw uh,
1: you
0: that, that some, uh, just some guy drove you, me. Yeah? Yeah, and uh, so I just have to give him a ring and... It's a fucking weird
2: world, man.
1: What is happening?
0: I find with these interviews, I always wish it got deeper than it does. Yeah. But then when I listen back, it all it always does go somewhere where, you know, you didn't expect in a way. <laughs> or, or, or it does get to places that say something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think, I think you, you, you know, I always have this craving to unlock another layer of intimacy that, within that, somebody.
2: Was that kind of the goal of your doing this?
0: I think it's just a, 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 an attempt to just connect with the world, you know, yeah. and try to... Yeah. You know... In the end, Marin, Marin was uh, more than more than being like a great interview. I would say he was extremely professional, and he knew when I dropped the ball about you know when I was slow to ask, ask a question or when I he knew to keep the, the dialogue moving because you know he's a he's a consummate professional, and uh, you know it, it worked out. It ended up being uh, I think a good talk, right? I thought that was okay. I'm gonna take a freaking nap because uh, I deserve it. It's been some long days. Got some good interviews and uh, time to rest a little bit. Maybe that's an outro. Actually, it sounds more like an outro. something like that. Yeah, I've actually gotten to a point where I I prefer, or it's not a bad preference, I I just naturally stay real calm, and and the first several songs are mellow, and I work myself up into an emotional crescendo Mm -hmm. throughout the set. And
2: you can kind of see it.
0: You're, yeah, you want, I mean, you want to have that arc, yeah, that's yeah. what you want for a listener, I think, you know, same with an album or whatever, is you want that build, or anything,
2: you know, There's sex. definitely an, uh, a noticeable, like, because uh, I've, I've I've seen you a few times, and, I, like, the first time I saw you was, like, Alopecia Tour or something, and it was, um, and, like, you're, you're your presence on stage was quite a bit different than than just like how, how so I'd be curious from, from someone um, watching I, I think you're you got you, you definitely have a bit more like energy now you're and I can I, I see what you're talking about with like the build up and, yeah. and then I and then you really like see that explosion of energy um it's like oh that's a different yeah different person on stage, I think right? you just get really used to the stage and you mm-hmm. just get really used to uh People
0: staring at you like that and it's not a thing, it's not that you don't feel like you need to really break through on that first song. You can you can slow build it and know that that people aren't gonna aren't gonna detach necessarily. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. It's having the confidence to be low, to be mellow, and know that people aren't gonna detach necessarily. And and building it in a real way rather than in a forced way. Mm-hmm. You know, some people like to take shots of whiskey right before they go on. That's that's the coward's way out. Yeah. No offense to them, and I, I understand why people do that, but.
2: Have you ever been in there before? Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, but but uh, I think the real way is just to
2: develop a true true calmness within yourself. And this might be a completely personal question for you, um, but I I was talking to a friend and she asked me. Uh, she had, she had seen you in Philadelphia. Yeah. Once. Would I make love to her? Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's totally down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, she, you had two broken arms. Yeah. And she was curious as to how <laughs> how that happened. If you if, that happened that day. Oh,
1: the same. Fucking
2: day. That happened that day. No way. Yeah, dude, that's. That's ballsy. That's so cool. You got on stage and I mean, did a show. it more has to do with like not wanting
0: to let down the, the the small machine that we have. You know, not wanting everybody to lose their ass, and just feeling like I'm responsible to play that show. You know, mm-hmm. and not wanting the audience to leave without having seen a show. You know, um, wow. which is probably the, half the reason why that shit happened in the first place is just the feeling of the like I'm responsible for every ill in the world or something you know it's a stupid book she
2: said it was a sold out show shit
0: like that it was a sold out show and uh we got through it I can't say it was a good show but <laughs> but the audience was so supportive yeah um and just made me feel so loved I couldn't stop crying you know most said. of the set that's beautiful and though. um oh man I would have it, it was it was it uh, was intense I was just that was at a really low point in my life you know, which you know, they, those the lowest points seem to come every every couple of years. You know, I no, I, I, hope like I hope not. I hope not. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, well, I, I really appreciate uh, you giving me a ride. Yeah, so I, it was, it was uh, really nice to meet you, and you're I like you, funny.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Take care. Thanks, Eric. you well. Take hey, care yourself. To Thank you.
0: Cheers. Thank you.